Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So, season nine for Album for the Day, we're going to do self titled albums. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about self titled albums is it may be their first recording, it may not be. They may have waited nine albums to do a self titled <laughs> album. And these but, are the things we discover. And the, uh, the thing I love about the self-titled concept is a lot of times it really shows you who the artist is, you know, and that's why they made it their self-titled they album. They felt that confidently about this content that they were like, what else can we mm-hmm. call it? This is who I am as yeah. an artist. Signature. Awesome. Album for the day, February the 5th, is B-52s, and it is their first album. Recorded 1978 and 1979 at Compass Point Studios in Nassau, Bahamas. If you don't recall, that's Chris Blackwell, the founder of Island Records Studio. What a legend. Released July the 6th of 1979 on Warner Brothers. Uh, The band formed in 1976 in a jam session after sharing a flaming volcano drink at a Chinese restaurant in Athens, Georgia. That says Everything you need to know about the B-52s right there. Just the one. That's perfect. And that's album for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This album has the classic B-52s lineup of Fred Schneider on vocals, walkie-talkie, toy piano, and keyboard bass, Mm -hmm. Kate Pearson on vocals, organ, keyboard bass, and additional guitar on 52 Girls and Hero Worship. Keith Strickland on drums, percussion, and sounds on Planet Claire. Mm-hmm. Cindy Wilson on vocals, bongos, tambourine, and additional guitar on There's a Moon in the Sky Called the Moon. And Ricky Wilson, yes, they're related, uh, on guitars and smoke alarm. The smoke. You heard that correctly. I did. The smoke alarm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad he got credited for it. Uh, me too. The man too. put his heart and soul in, in this that, album. It, beep, beep. <laughs> it's important. It's, the name of the band comes from a particular beehive hairdo resembling the nose cone of the B-52 aircraft. And Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson wore this hairstyle for the first decade of the band. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is like a like kind of like a new wave album that's where it gets classified but it but it has a lot more to offer you know i feel like this is not i feel like there's a lot of poppiness to it that kind of fits with that new wave it's what made this more accessible than a lot of other new wave stuff but like the surf rock kind of kitschiness of it and the like that's what set it apart the avant-garde of like the it's like amateur punk. It's like people who want to do punk who don't know what they're doing who accidentally play surf music. Well, this... they're too they're too happy to play punk music, and this is they they like accidentally made a great record. Is what it kind of sounds like. They're like mm, yeah, flaming and it's like, volcano drink. Was they're, great. They're, they want to they want to have flaming drinks and 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 like have this crazy party atmosphere. And like they accidentally made kind of a punky record, but it's so like. Kind of like, reminds me of the story of Fitz and the Tantrums. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, wait a minute. We'll, we'll get Let's to that later. Let's take this jam session and get into that yeah. further. Um, Rock Lobster was actually a single 
the year before this was released as an album, backed with uh, 52 Girls for DB Records, and they re-recorded both of those songs for this album. Um, Chris Blackwell's recording methods were used in order to keep the sound as close as possible to its live sound. He used almost no overdubbing or additional effects. Um, The thing that I found the most interesting about looking up this album was in spring of 1980, John and Sean Lennon sailed to Bermuda, and John became interested in New Wave, like The Pretenders and Madness. He heard Rock Lobster and was sparked into action. He said, quote, It sounds just like Yoko's music, so I said to myself, It's time to get out the old axe and wake the wife up, unquote. That's John Lennon, not too long before we uh, lost him for good. Oy. There's not much to say about that. I, I love that John Lennon liked the B-52s. I don't know why that makes me feel good I like that it's one of the last things that he liked. Yeah. That, and it's that's so, really it's, neat. It's also weird to me to think that the B-52s were still around while John Lennon was in some weird way, where I'm like, they were recording music while he was still here. I didn't even know there was overlap. Yeah, that's, yeah. Hmm. Awesome. Um, speaking of overlap, and this kind of hits close to home for us, um, the cover of Petula Clark's hit Downtown closes mm. the album out and was the B-side to the single Planet Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that. No, I didn't either. And it was it when it started, I was like, wait a minute. What 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 is this? And it really, it really kind of caught me off guard because I'd never really heard it in their version before, and it was very interesting. Very, just to clarify what seems like an inside joke at this point, but it's not funny at all. Um, we do live in Middle Tennessee in the Christmas Day Nashville bombing. Uh, yeah, he played. Perpetrator played Petula Clark's downtown from the RV. Yeah. And uh, it it broke her up. But, you know, I think that she can take a lot of great comfort in the fact that somebody took that song and, as we've discussed with great covers, made it their own. Oh, it was really good. Really good, really good version of that cover, and Petula Clark would definitely love it. Um, this album also has the song Planet Claire, which is super bizarre. Also, <laughs> interpolates... of the album. Which makes it even a super bizarre opening to well, a right. yeah, and the fact that it was a single. Yeah. Um, it interpolates parts of the Peter Gunn theme, which is why Henry Mancini is listed as a co-writer. Um, 52 Girls was co-written by Ricky Wilson and Jeremy Ayers. Uh, are you familiar with Jeremy Ayers? A little bit, <clears throat> but not mu- not No. So... He was known as Silva Thin in Andy Warhol's Factory mm. in the 70s. He also co-wrote the song Old Man Kinsey on R.E.M.'s 1985 album, Fables of the Reconstruction. Uh, interesting note, though, in 2021, Yale's Douglas Boer and German entomologist... Uh, who was a friend of his, named a new species of ant after Jeremy Ayers, Strumogenus Ayers Day, with involvement from Michael Stipe, 
who was also a mutual friend, along with uh, Douglas Boer. And well, there you usually go. the uh, scientific names end with a Latin suffix based on the gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this is the first genderless species name due to the flexibility of Jeremy Ayers' gender. Well, there you go. You get out there, Jeremy Ayers. Ayers Day. Ayers Day. Well, awesome. Oh, also the oh. Uh, cover. Oh, yeah. So, is credited to Sue Absurd, mm-hmm. um, also known as Tony Wright. Um, Tony Wright is also known for doing a number of traffic album covers, Steve Winwood, The Ramones. He also worked with Melissa Etheridge, Allen Ginsberg, William S. Burroughs, and to bring it right back around, did the cover of Saved by Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. And Bob Marley. Don't forget Bob Marley now. I mean, he did that one, but when you really look at the cover for Saved, and then you look at this one, it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would never have guessed that was the same person, <laughs> but I like your versatility. Hey, so, no, that's the part. Hey, Tony, that's, that's the part about uh, artists. You got to be able to. You got to be able to blend. You got to be able to move. You got to push the envelope. You know, I can see what his selling point was for doing an album cover for people, though. He's mm-hmm. like, seriously, you're looking for somebody to do this. I'm I mean, Mr. Right. I got you. I'm Mr. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, album for the day today, uh, February 5th, is the B-52s. Definitely go check this one out. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album the number four of the day. Give us a follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to us. And feel free to shoot us a request at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. It wasn't a rock. It was a rock lobster. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!